0: don't ever hear my voice my name is brian i'm the i'm the nerd that puts the epic narrative together thanks for listening by the way i'm interrupting to let you guys know about a contest that we're running uh, for a new logo for the epic narrative if you're a fan of the epic narrative and you happen to be good at graphic design or digital art and you'd like to take a crack at designing a new logo for us we would love that we're going to be running a contest starting monday march 7th 2022 through sunday april 10th 2022 you can submit any art designs that you have for a new logo for the epic narrative to thebobswitzer at gmail.com. And if we think it represents the Epic Narrative well and we fall in love with it, uh, you will win a $50 Apple Pay credit that we will send over to you or an equivalent if you don't have an Apple product and it will become the new logo for us. And we will announce the winner a couple weeks after submissions close. Um, Sorry to interrupt, back to the Epic Narrative. Hey everybody, I'm Anna McEwen. now for bob switzer with the epic narrative well 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 it is time again and thank you so much for showing up we are going to continue this story we left cain we left cain just in in a world of hurt <laughs> it, of course it's self-inflicted but you know it's still painful you know a lot of times people do that right they they make choices Uh, they, they feel the, the pain of it. And then sometimes, you know, those of us, uh, those of us, maybe not all of us. I mean, I don't, I try not to do this, but you know, if you don't have empathy for them, if you don't have any sort of even sympathy for them, they just, it's man, you are just stuck. Well, they are, they're just stuck in their pain. They just don't, they have nowhere to go. So it's important that we understand where people are. And I think we see that in today's episode, especially from the position of God. He knows what Cain's going through. So uh, if you remember, Cain, there, there's a curse that comes on Cain, right? It doesn't come from God. He, uh, God reveals it. Now you are under a curse, driven from the ground, uh, and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand, when you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be restless, a wanderer on, on the earth. So Cain loses everything. He loses his livelihood, loses his, his uh, the stability of a home life uh, because of what he's done. People aren't going to trust him. His, his leadership role within the family is going to be uh, taken away from him merely because, again, no one can trust him. Uh, the ground won't won't speak to him, which I find fascinating in the whole realm of like creation and connection to what's around you. There was such a natural connection. People were so used to uh, feeling the connection with creation that that when Cain committed murder, the earth was offended. The earth sat back and said, "Whoa, what is this? Like this is not what you, you know what we're designed to absorb. We're not designed to absorb the blood of of humans. We're not designed to take the the creation that was that was that was formed in the image of God our creator we are not designed to take that blood which wow like that that the ramifications of that concept is huge and all of that is contained in these verses and we roll right over them so many times because well when I say we I usually speak of preachers because I do love to preach but well, we roll over them quickly because we're usually trying to make a point. We're not trying to actually tear apart and enjoy the entire epic narrative <sighs> self-promotion. It's it's so rude, anyways. <laughs> uh, we just preachers miss it. They miss it because they're trying to get to the they you know they're trying to get to a point usually because they're connected to this concept of God cursing cain for murdering his brother and in in being that way in looking for that point to make they miss the story but there's a lot here so in all that's going on cain says to the lord my punishment is more than i can bear so when i break down this word punishment this is very important and keep in mind that within this there's there's time between these verses oh my goodness i i just again i i know i'm wired for time it's it's so like it's actually annoying <laughs> to my wife and uh my children all know it they're so they're so funny like <laughs> you, you see me at a wedding right i I uh <laughs> actually anywhere where there's a schedule, a wedding, a conference, uh even a Sunday morning service like if people who write out schedules that don't are not aware of time, you know, and they write something like you know, uh we'll have a meeting from 9:30 to 11:30 uh you know, be in the be be at lunch but at 11 at uh, lunch starts at 11:30 it goes to it goes to 1215 then we're going to have whatever and i think no no you can't like you can't move whatever you can't move anybody from one place to a to a cafeteria and you know in some conference centers i don't know if you've ever been to some of these large conference centers like like where you eat is so far away from where you meet it's insane it's insane but But people don't think that way, right? They just think, well, we'll just, we'll meet till then. Then, you know, they got 45 minutes for lunch and then we'll, we'll meet again. And it's like, no, no, like you need a minimum of 20 minutes to get anybody from one place to a, to another place. And you gotta, you gotta give them time to figure out what they're going to eat. They got to make their plate or they got to wait for their plate or they got to put in their order or they got to, even if they're just picking up bag lunches, it's just, it's just, it's all time all the time. And then same, so many times that happens with weddings. People will be like, you know, the wedding starts at two, uh, be done at three pictures from three to four, uh, four, you know, four o'clock starts the reception. It's like, no, no Oh God, no, this is not, there's no way this is real. There's no way this is real. People are not thinking, they're just thinking we we only we have the venue till this time we start you know oh come on anyways all right I, Bob <laughs> I'm so I'm sorry <sighs> I closed my eyes I was telling the story because I'm just I'm just rolling through all the various examples of it I could go and <laughs> finally the engineer gets my attention looking at me where, where are you going how did a wedding get into the story of Cain let me think about that how did those Oh, time. There's time between every verse. So let's think about the time, all right? We have uh, verse 13. Cain says to the Lord, my punishment is more than I can bear. Wow. Whoa. Are you seeing this? Cain goes to the Lord. Guess who hasn't abandoned Cain? That would be the Lord. Guess who is still in in communication and relationship with Cain, the murderer of his brother. God, God's still there. Listen again, the pattern, the pattern, the pattern. God is not afraid or offended of sin. He is not going to walk away from you. Now, the, the choice you make is the choice you're free to make. And the results are the results, but there's always the goodness of God is always there for you. Just like with Adam and Eve, right? They, he did not he did not just say, well, let's erase that and pretend it didn't happen. He said, all right, these are the results of your choices. So I'm, in my goodness, I'm going to make sure that you're well protected. I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to walk you through this beautiful picture. Cain same thing. Cain's like when when he hears what he hears what he's done. When he hears the res, the results of what he's done. I think that this there's some time here like he goes home. He goes home and 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 it's like how do you communicate this to your wife? How do you communicate this to your parents? Like how did the word get out? Who found Abel? You know that happened. I'm guessing some some of the beasts of the field came over. They were like, "What is this? what What is this?" They'd never seen a dead human. Had no idea. Creation's crying out. there's a, okay, not not to be goofy. There was a disturbance. We'll call it in the frequency of creation. And people who were in tune with creation knew something was wrong. The the news of what Cain did had to have spread because because of the the rest of the verses that we're going to cover here. Like it just, there's stuff going on here in this verse or between these verses. And Cain goes back to the Lord and he says, I've, I, I can't bear this punishment now it is important I believe in this story to define the word punishment because a lot of us define it like we've grown up with it so like for me punishment was I I, I, <laughs> I, I hope no one gets arrested for this I got spanked okay I don't I don't mind it I'm not I'm not scarred by it my parents were were um, that you know they weren't rageaholics. they didn't just you know haul off and hit me there was there was a there was conversation there was explanation and then there was there was execution that's horrible Bob stop that It was not executed okay punishment was executed fine all right I just want to say all that to say, please don't, please don't send like sympathy notes and please don't go after my mother. She's awesome. Like I said, I can't remember a bad thing my, that bad aspect of my childhood. So that's just that's punishment for me. A lot of you out there that are listening think punishment means, you know, I wasn't allowed to, you know the Wi-Fi was shut down for two hours. like it was horrible. It was horrible, devastating. Both, both physically, like I writhed on the ground and banged my head against the wall. And emotionally, I was I was so empty and lost and disconnected from the world. Okay, great. What, Whatever punishment. We just, <laughs> I was mocking. You're right. I, I shouldn't have done that. It is, it is tough for kids to lose the Wi-Fi. I know. I know. Bob, stop. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was a little funny. I was a little funny yeah you're I know I'm alone in my basement and I think everything's funny because I'm the only one listening okay back to the story uh, so when we look at the word punishment it is good to break it down because it is a word that we quickly connect to our personal experience. The word punishment uh, av-an, a-an, a-an. it's I don't know how to say it. I really don't. I'm sorry, but I do know how to spell it and it's right there in front of me. This is how it's translated. It's it's translated punishment. It's also iniquity, depravity, guilt, the act and the consequences of sin. What? It's both? Yeah. It's both. Seth a uh, Seth he comes later. Cain is saying to God, "This is this whole deal is too much for me." He's not saying, "God, you beat me up too much. God, you spanked me so hard. God, this is more than I can bear." He's saying everything I did from the murder of my my brother, probably even prior to that, the hatred that I developed in my heart, the selfishness that I thought was going to be my, you know, solution the pride the arrogance the murder and then and then the results of it i've lost everything i i can't i can't bear this cuz it refers to both the you know the behavior and the and the uh, the, the actual uh, way that the phrase is, is often like literally translated is to sit on the on your own crooked path how what a great picture! What a great word picture of of the results of sin. You sit in your own crooked path. This was this was the concept of punishment when they wrote the when they wrote these words in the original. It was the idea that punishment didn't come from God. Punishment came from the path that you created. You got to sit in the path that you created. It refers to the whole cycle. The whole cycle of, of like hurt people, of of broken relationships, the things that, the things that, that, the consequences of what you've done, right? The relationships that you've broken, the, the people that you've, you've, you've hurt. Think of the family of Cain. Think of his, think of Adam and Eve when they find out that one of their sons murdered one of their sons. That's, that's a tough, that's tough. This 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 family was going through trauma. And Abel's family was going through trauma. And they wanted retaliation, they wanted something to occur. They wanted some form of justice. I have no doubt. And Cain Cain doesn't know what to do. And I think it's awesome that he goes to the Lord. He's like, God, I can't, I can't take this. I can't. I don't know what to do. So to punish someone is to, uh, like I said, to to put the consequences of everything upon him, to to let them sit in those co- consequences. This is this is also uh, a phrase that comes from the same word, and I and I, and I slow down to make this point because it's used in scripture and people you know it, they they don't have a they they don't really have a whole lot to connect to it right but the, the the phrase would be to bear your iniquity punishment is not from God it is from sin that's where punishment comes from and Cain says my punishment is more than I, can bear. Cain understands that that the all the stuff he's dealing with, all the implications, all the layers of relationships as, that are broken, the lack of trust, the lack of authority now that he has, the lack of farming, the lack of contribution to the family. Listen, Cain still needed to eat. So who's feeding him? And when the, you know Cain's family went went to go get food, and people would look at him and think, you know, I, I have, <laughs> oh man, you know, why should we feed you? Your husband's a murderer. And she's probably like, yeah, but my children, like we're cousins, like you, you know me. I, I can't explain what happened. And this, this is, a, this is, this is an awesome opportunity to use your imagination. God's response is also really important. God's response is beautiful. Let me get into that. All right. Cain comes to him. I've lost my job. I've lost my connection to you. Like it wasn't just. I can't farm anymore. It was this was. This was, you know, Cain's. Communion and connection to creation. This is what he did. This is how he stayed and connected to the radio station, the frequency of creation. He's like, I can't do it anymore. I go out to the ground. I try and do what I I know to do and the ground won't respond. It's, 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 you know, rebelling, not rebelling. It's hurt. I, I hurt this. I hurt the connection of creation. Imagine how painful that is, right? Cain wakes up in the morning after after a fitful night of rest. He gets up in the morning, and he's like, the, you know, what what should I do? Wife's like, I don't know. What are you going to do? He's like, I guess I'm going to go farming. You know, I'm going to go do what I normally do. I'm going to go take care of that. And he goes out, and, and the, the grain isn't responding. It's clearly... You know dying off the the corn doesn't look healthy. And he remembers what the Lord had told him the day before, Cain, the earth is is going to not bring anything out for you anymore. like it's it, the earth is what what you did the earth is a, is responding to this. It's a broken relationship, which sin often does. So, so Cain lost this. He's feeling very disoriented, very disconnected. I mean, discon- you know when you lose connection to something that you're you're used to connecting to, especially in, you know a person, you don't know what to, you don't know what to do. You lose connection with a place that you always went to to feel uh, uh, not secure, to feel like everything like everything in the world is good like you're sound like you're stable that's the word the stability of life was gone from Cain and i know a lot of people feel that way when they garden you know even if it's little things in their plant in their plants i just yeah i know what gardening is i mean in their apartment or whatever they they have things that just they look at it and its life they look at it and its you know its life that they're sustaining it feels can, they feel connected they feel there's a soundness a uh, um, a foundational mindset that's like yes at least at least that's doing well like <laughs> the rest of my life might be bad but look at my flowers so they he he realizes you know that and he says well, all right, let's just keep going. There's a life of like shame, disconnection, not just from creation, but from people. He's literally wandering around during the day and he's wondering, well, is somebody going to kill me? Like to have those thoughts. And we know this from later on. I'll get there in these verses. He realizes that no one trusts him. But not just that, he realizes there are people who want justice. Not just, not just Abel's family, you know, his wife, his kids, his sons. But people who liked Abel, people who worked with Abel, people who, who uh, you know, bought and, and traded things with Abel. All the flocks that Abel oversaw. They they the people that that took you know that helped him do that they're impacted by the choice that Cain made Cain's Cain's becoming very isolated because he doesn't trust people because people don't trust him he doesn't know what to do he was kind of hoping that if he killed Abel remember when he when he thought if he killed Abel his competition would be gone god would god would accept him everything would be better if Abel was dead and it didn't work out. I mean, this is so classic. This is so classic for so many people. If I just do this, everything else will fall into place. And then they do that. And it's like, wait, you didn't calculate all the other ramifications. You didn't calculate all the other choices when, you know, people come to me sometimes and they want you know, they want a divorce. And I'm not, I'm not anti-divorce. Trust me. But what do I do? one of the first things I do is I start saying all right let's let's just think through what's going to what your, the rest of your life will be like not because I don't want them to get it it's because I want them to be aware of it because I've also met people who who sit you know with me and they'll say I had if I, I had no idea it would be like this I really thought it would be easier you know but it's it's far more difficult now. Anyways, all right. Enough about those. Yes, let's not get distracted. Focus. Uh, so he's he's wandering and he's wandering. He's un, un disconnected, unstable, isolated. Um, probably hungry. He knows he knows he's causing problems for his wife and his kids. He just doesn't know what to do. So he goes to God. I find that beautiful. I find that awesome. I find that so typical of people when they're in a bad spot. They go to God. And you know what? Great. I think that's great. Like, never feel bad about going to God when when your life is rough. So many, so many, not so many. I have met people who, uh, you know, who are like, I can't go to God now. Like, I got to get my life straight. No, go to God now. Good grief. Don't wait till your life is is in order. What, what what kind of God can only deal with that? I gotta you know I gotta make a few things right and then and then I'll go talk to him. No, talk to him now. Let him help you get it in order. Come on, people. <laughs> hmm. Sorry, I it I needed a drink of water you're like bob you swallow all the time anyways i know it's weird and it? you don't notice that i swallow a whole lot until you're listening to me in your ears my producer does a great job of getting most of those out but that was a pretty good pretty good pause he'll probably catch that one and you won't even know you won't even know all right what's god's uh well we'll continue let's just go to the next verse verse 14 today oh he's blaming god for this you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the, on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. You know what that sounds like? Someone who's depressed. <laughs> someone someone who has completely lost connection to what's going on around him. Somebody whose perspective is literally only their problems. And somebody who's like that definitely loves to be the victim. Remember, he was the victim when he killed Abel. I'm, you know, this is all Abel's fault. If Abel wasn't so whatever, then I'd be fine. Take out, take out Abel, my life is good. So he goes kind of right back to that. He's like, he blames this on God. You're driving me from the land. No, Cain, you spilled your brother's blood. The land is responding to you. I'll be hidden from your presence. Not true. I'm literally right here. You're talking to me. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth and whoever finds me will kill me. Also not true. <laughs> Excuse me. You're a restless wanderer because you're sitting in your own sin. This is your punishment. And and you know whoever finds you like that that is an exaggeration. You exaggerate. When you're when you're depressed when you're in a dark place the number of times I've heard somebody in a dark you know in a, in a tough spot they're they're dealing with depression and they're like nobody loves me. nobody wants to spend any time with me. nobody likes me. you know what no one would notice if I was gone no one would know notice, notice if I was dead no one cared if I w- if it was over listen we it's not true it feels true. I get that. I'm not denying the emotions of it, but it's not true. So God says, "I love to that. Love this, verse 15." But the Lord said to him, "Not so." <laughs> I think he paused. I think he, I, you know, I picture him putting his, his arm around Cain and just saying, "No, no, 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 no. It's Cain. Listen to me." If anybody kills you, they're going to they're going to receive like seven times the the results like it's going to be far worse for them. Far worse. Because. Because there's always an escalation in these sort of things. It's it's never just boom, you know, it's over. There's always an escalation. So. I'm gonna, you know, I'll make sure that it's known that if anybody kills you, it's gonna, it's gonna be really bad. And listen, in order to make sure that people know that it's you, and that they shouldn't kill you, that you have my protection, I'm gonna put a mark on you, so that anybody who finds you would know not to kill you. This is not God's you know, embarrassment. This is God's protection. This is meant so that Cain can go stay in one place so he wouldn't have to wander. Look at the goodness of God here. Cain says, "I can't bear the punishment. You're driving me from the land. I you know, so I can't farm. I'm hidden from your presence so I can't talk to you." Neither one of those are true. I'll be a restless wanderer and whoever finds me kills me." God says, "Listen, I, this is not going. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. I'm going to put a mark on you, so every everyone knows. If they kill you, that they, one they'll know who you are, and two, if they kill you, it'll be seven times worse for them because that's the way that that creation is built. That's the that's a you know a law of nature. Murder was never meant to be a part of nature. This is meant so that. So that Cain can stay in one place, he can build a a home again. This is meant so Cain would not be hunted. The word would go out. listen, it's it's worse for anybody. Like you think it's bad. look at what look at what happened to him. It'll happen seven times more to you if if you go and and it allows him now to find a place. To in essence work the land, maybe differently, but he's like, Well, we are going to have connection. And listen, Cain, look what Cain went did. He went out. It doesn't mean that he went out lonely and wandering the know nowhere to go. Oh, God, put a you know, a lightning bolt. I look like Harry Potter. That's not the Bob. I know. It was cheap. That was a cheap mark. Yeah, I know. All right. No, he went out. Where'd he go? He went and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. He went he went to a place that was already established. He goes, it says he went out from the Lord's presence. It didn't it wasn't like he separated from God, it just means the that conversation was over. And he realized God's goodness was still with him. He realized that God's presence hadn't left him. And in that goodness, he's like, I get it. I'm now literally a marked man for protection from God. And he made a plan to start over. He moves to a new land. Verse 17, him and his wife get it on. She becomes pregnant. She gives birth to Enoch. Cain then building a city. He named it after his son, Enoch. What? How do you build a city if there's like only twelve people on the planet? No, this is <laughs> this is again, one of those phrases, one of these one of those words in the word that means there was a whole lot of people on the planet. There was a whole lot of activity on the world. He did not go to go to a land where no one existed and build a city. He went to a land where people were already there. It was a new, you know, it was new. And yes, he was marked. But what people knew by the mark was, listen, God hasn't abandoned him. God did not kill him. So neither can we, neither should we. That was what the mark, uh, you know, uh, expressed to everyone around him. God still wants this man alive. God has forgiven him. God still has a relationship with him. These are these are the pictures of God that are often missed in this story because we we clergy we often go back just to Genesis three to the, to the sin and we say see how bad this is no we need to go all the way back to the beginning this is who God is so Cain gets together with his wife he makes it not one baby and you don't build a city for one baby they were there were babies coming out. He stayed there for many many years. He built a community, he built a city. He he used his creative energies like he used to use in the farming world, he used in the building world. Listen, I know a lot of farmers and many of them are incredible builders, incredibly uh, like creative builders. They solve problems in the, you know, they'll whatever in, in their building of things. They'll be like, "Yeah, well, you know, this part wasn't square." So what I did was And you look at it and think, wow, that was brilliant. Like, what in the world? I would have, like, I would never put it together like that. I don't know if you've ever been to, like, an old Quaker village. There's a few of them on the planet that are still around. Uh, I went to one. You know, they had this circle barn. It was so creative. It was so creative. The hay was kept in the middle in this huge open cylinder. The cows came in underneath. They would eat the hay, like, uh, and then, and then, you know, they would move the cows. But they, it was like they didn't have to keep bringing hay in. They just stacked it up. It was it, like that alone blew my mind. I was like, how did how, this is brilliant? This is a brilliant thought. I picture Cain like that. Just he just has brilliant creative thoughts. He's building the city. He names it after his son Enoch. He's very practical. Uh, there's a lot of activity. There's a lot of people. It says he named he named it after his son Enoch, and then and then we go through a list of people that are born. Now Enoch is a very unique individual, and he uh, he's noted throughout Scripture, and and in legend, and he and he actually has his own books out. I think I might have mentioned it earlier when I talked about angels, the books of Enoch, fascinating read. Fascinating read. He's an amazing character. But to Enoch, was born Irad, and Irad the, was the father of... And, okay, we're going to stop trying to read these words. Oh, but eventually we get to Lemek, and Lemek married, ooh, two women. You are allowed to do that? Well, it's in the Bible. Yeah, listen, I would not recommend marrying two women. Just, mm It was not the design. It wasn't what God... It wasn't the pattern that God put in place with creation. It just wasn't. And it wasn't where, we're, you know, it, is it an option? Yes. At least here it is. So he married two women. And they, used to, you know, they were both making babies. And it says that he gave birth to this guy, Jabal. He was the father of those who lived in tents and raised livestock. What does that mean? He was somebody who. Who kind of put together this whole like migration mindset, where you would move from city to city, and you'd take your flocks with you, and you would follow, you know, the river, and you'd keep the grass fresh, or or you would drive your livestock to city to city and and do business there, and then and then continue. Fascinating concept: migration and and uh, movement between cities. The idea of trade going between cities, and another one gave birth to. uh, He gave birth to was the father of all who played stringed instruments and pipes. Again, all means there was a lot of people, and it doesn't mean he gave birth to them all. It means he he developed this amazing this amazing thing called instruments, stringed instruments. Those things are like. Talk about you know thousands of options. This guy's amazing. All stringed in- instruments came from him, and pipes. I mean, think think about that little story. Whatever he was, you know, a reed. Was he blowing into like a, a dried reed from the, on the side of a river? How how did he how did he figure this out? What did he bump up against? This is the beauty and wonderfulness of what was going on couple more sons who forged all kinds of tools of bronze and iron wait who figured out how to make bronze and iron who started melting rock what how did that come about you know was it just a couple guys having fun one night they decided to make the fire as hot as possible and in making the fire hot they they saw like it started to soften the stone or it softened this this thing that was in the stone. And then in the morning, like as it cooled down, they found out how hard it was. And they realized, wait a minute, this could be, we could do something with this. Like, like this is, these are time, so much time in these verses. And Limech said to his wives, listen to me. Hear my words. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. Well, that's quite an announcement. Thanks for letting us know. If Cain is avenged seven times and Lemek 77 times. What? He was just, trust me, this guy, Lemek, he was just uh, arrogant, selfish. Uh, the You know, not the type of guy I think he'd want to work for. And probably not the type of guy you want to be married to. But he he evidently took a guy out for wounding him. Got in a bar fight? I don't know. But but Lemon killed them, and and he pronounces his own judgment on anybody who touches him. In other words, he's 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 making claim that his family will protect him. Now this is not protection from God, but he's he's the first mob. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> if you kill me, then my family will take out seventy-seven of your family. This is not a, you know, this is not heading in a good direction, as far as the culture of the day. And then, and then the last couple of verses, it says Adam made love to his wife again. She gave birth to a son named Seth. They named him Seth. Sorry, God has granted me another child in place of Abel since Cain killed him. Seth also had a son named him Enosh, and at that time people began to call on the name of the Lord. So we, we get a picture of the cultures of the day, the cities that are being developed, the, the population that's exploding. We're seeing movements of, of herds, uh, migrations, uh, north, south, east, and west. We see music becoming a part of life with stringed instruments and, and horned instruments or piped or instruments. We see tools being developed, bronze being developed, iron being developed people understanding things about about all the richness of what this earth was created to give us we also see the development of murder and of of selfishness and arrogance and and judgment upon other people through Lamech. like i will i 77 times you'll pay for for the death of me i am so much more valuable than cain But then we also see a picture of of restoration in the last two verses where Adam and Eve are given another son, and they named him Seth. And Seth had a son. And at that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. There's a a distinction here. There's there's a distinctive development of families, those who are starting to call on themselves, like Lamech, I will pronounce judgment on others. I don't need God to mark me. I don't need God to protect me like he did Cain, and I'm far more important than Cain because I have multiple wives and multiple children and all kinds of stuff going on. But there is a there is a culture that's also developing through Adam and Eve and and through their son Seth that says people were, were beginning to you know to call in on the name of the Lord they were recognizing that the goodness of God had never left them that God's presence was always available that in watching what had happened to Cain they were able to sit back and say wow let's stay connected to this frequency of creation let's stay connected to our creator and let's talk to him and that's a that's the goodness of god in the midst of whatever else is going on god's goodness is there is there in the midst of your own crooked path that you that you made through the choices you made the, through the choices that you've already made through the sin that you've you've committed he's like you you sit there that's your punishment but my goodness is still there you call on me i'm still there My goodness is not offended by your sin. My goodness is not distant when you sin. My goodness is not unavailable to give you creative and uh, protection and opportunity to see a new perspective where you can, like Cain did, you can finally get up high enough out of your own muck, off your own crooked path and say, I'm going to go start somewhere new. I can start somewhere new. That's a beautiful thing. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Epic Narrative. Have a good day, everyone. Don't go anywhere. We've got Bob (laughs) Thoughts. Good morning, everyone. It's morning here anyways, where we are currently sitting just outside of Mobile, Alabama. There are dogs barking and a slight breeze blowing. And there are people washing their RVs out here today. It's going on. It is going on this R V life. But I don't know I don't know if it hit you as much as it hit me when I discovered the meaning of that word punished. How how often that's attributed to some form of we'll call it violence from God to the people who who sinned or chose wrongly. We dealt with it obviously with the with the death of Abel. And it said, when, when Cain said, my punishment is too much for me to bear. that word punishment in the Jewish world is to sit on your own crooked path. To leave somebody with the results of their choices is the punishment. Their punishment is their choice. And it's not something that was, that was in, in their definition, it's not something that would have come from an outside source outside sources might you know if if you uh, if you cheated on your taxes you might end up in prison you're it's you could say well you know the government threw me in prison no the government followed through on something that they said they would do if you chose to do something you chose to do that thing they followed through on their choice i mean they followed through on their promise that's not government punishing you that's you sitting in your own crooked path. And when you take that word punishment and you start applying it, this this is where it really hit me, you start applying it to all the places where you see, quote, God punishing sinners in the Bible, and it starts to redefine the way you filter, you know, God's God's goodness. Because so many people have, and when I say people, I mean preachers as well, we look at People sitting in their own crooked path and we say see you know this is the goodness of God punishing these people because he's he's trying to keep them from doing it again no he put laws in the universe it's going to take care of that and you can say well I know people who who do all these bad things and they never they never get hurt they never get they never stop they never uh, feel the results of their choices and I would say, you don't know that. You don't know that. I Listen, I struggled with this. I did. I really did. I, I remember uh, I was painting full-time on Cape Cod, and I was working on a multi-million dollar beachfront home. And, you know, it was owned by uh, somebody from France. They hadn't been there in three years. They they were looking to sell it so that, you know, we were we were painting it all fine whatever I remember I you know very distinctly there are photographs of these people doing things that I knew wouldn't be pleasing to the laud the sweet laud would not be happy with their choices (laughs) I get into that some other time but I remember being up on a ladder painting these guy this guy's shutters and and looking out over the ocean I mean honestly breathtaking breathtaking mansion with a guest house that was bigger than than the house I was living in, it was it was just beautiful. It was beautiful campus, beautiful place. And I remember thinking, God, how can these people have all this money and and not do anything that honors you? Like, wh- where's where's my favor? Where's my mansion? Where's where's my shoot? I'll take the guest house. Like, th- what is the deal? They don't suffer for what they for you know for their for their what you know for their riches and and all of their bad choices and and it was a really good time I I believe I was working alone because I remember going there for several weeks just working my way around this house and 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 the interactions that God and I had around it basically came down to this that I don't know what their suffering is I don't know what kind of troubles they go through I don't know what their family life is like I don't know if they have relationship Uh, That's you know, that's beneficial. I don't know if they love each other hate each other wish each other Maybe they're you know, maybe they're selling this because of a divorce Like there's so many things that I didn't know and I'm sitting up there on the ladder You know the beginning of the week going it's not fair and by the end of the two weeks I remember coming down and you know loading everything up and realizing wait. I am so freaking blessed I have you know amazing children at the time none of them were married because they were way young I have an amazing wife I really have an amazing life and I'm not sitting I, I didn't have these words back then but I don't I'm not sitting in the crooked path that I've created I'm I'm able to walk a straight path and the blessings of that can't be compared to the monetary benefits that this guy uh, you know was was enjoying and the, the awesome twist is, right, even when you're sitting on your own quicker path, the goodness of God is still there. It's just ready to lift you up. And I thought, what if what if these financial blessings for this guy out in France and his family, what if these financial blessings were actually invitations from the Lord to connect with him? What if, what if he wanted this man, what if he was giving this man or this family the opportunity to look at it and say, wow. God has really blessed me. Somewhere in their in their own crooked path, they were going to look around and see that God was still with them, that His goodness was still with them. I remember another little example. Uh, you know, there there was a, a, a slightly off, slightly different example, but but same sort of concept. There was there was a guy that was going to put in. He, he owned multiple businesses, and he was going to he bought a piece of uh, uh, an empty building. At the end of our neighborhood, like right at the end of our neighborhood, was a major uh, retail roadway, four-lane highway, all kinds of stores, right? And he bought one, but it was right at the end of our little residential area. And in that residential area, you know, my family lived. And at the end of it, he, you know, he bought this thing, and he owned two types of businesses. He owned uh, kitchen shops, and he owned, uh, shall we say, adult... Shops, not necessarily the DVD shops, but the other kind of shops, the apparatus and enhancement. (laughs) I don't know how else to say that without getting uh, in trouble. So, I remember you know, there were all kinds of prayers going up around this place, and so many of them were about judgment. They want to bring judgment on this guy, judgment on this guy, judgment on this guy because there were multiple churches that were praying that that he wouldn't put one of these shops in that area let alone at the end of our neighborhood and I remember going down I jogged down at the time I could still still run and I would jog by and I started praying and instead of praying judgment I started praying for blessing and I prayed that his his cooking shop his kitchen shops would receive so much more Uh, 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 profit than his other stores that he would want to put the kitchen store there not his adult stores and that's what he ended up doing And I I, I like to think I had something to do with that because instead of praying judgment and death and whatever from God which I don't think God does I joined with heaven and prayed blessing and favor on him and that's what he did he ultimately put in a kitchen shop. And honestly, I shopped there a number of times. It, it, was, it was nice. It was really nice stuff. Anyways, all of that, I think, circles around to some thoughts I had. Oh, about just sitting in your own crooked path. God's goodness is there. And I think Cain, Cain recognized that eventually and and went back to God and said, this is too much for me. I need, to, I, I need I need a solution here, and God's goodness was to protect Cain and to give him opportunity to literally influence, uh, influence, you know, cities, i.e. cultures and government. That was his role. Like, it was far more of a blessing than if he was just, quote, just a farmer. And we often miss that because we're so excited to judge sin. We're so excited to beat someone down who made a bad choice, that we miss this. We miss God's goodness, even though Cain had to deal with the crooked path he had created. Anyways, I hope you guys are having a great week. I hope you recognize the goodness of God right next to you, and I look forward to next, oh, the next episode. <laughs> Thanks, everyone.